Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Also, subscribe to Off the Floor. That's Winnow. That's with two N's, winnow.app, backslash off the floor, winnow.app. Get text directly to your phone from Greg, Alex, Mike Brady, and myself, also Collins from Mateo and others. Check it out at winnow.app backslash off the floor, bypass Twitter, X, and all the rest, and do it for free for a week, $3.05 per month thereafter. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Prize Picks. We run Prize Picks contests on off the floor, but you can just play it directly. Download it from the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or pricepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, that's F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, at Prize Picks, this is the way to play daily fantasy. You can play two, three, four, five players together. We know the NBA is not here yet, but the NFL is, as is FIBA basketball, MMA, boxing, and more. Go to pricepicks.com. Use the code 5. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yeah, uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick, and follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. Again, Alex Toledo, follow the Tropical Blanket, Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Check out our recent episodes. We got into sort of the Boston bias against the Miami Heat. We also got into whether public perception is shifting in the Dame Lillard situation. But today we're going to focus on something specific to Dame and the transaction, which is that the Miami Heat still have open spots on their roster. And they've had open spots on their roster now for a period of time. There are two open spots. They did give Orlando Robinson the full contract. There are ways they could get out of that if they needed to. They did not give Jamal Kane the full contract. And of course, we don't know if the Dame Lillard trade is going to be made prior to training camp or prior to the season or how many pieces are going to go out compared to how many come in. So that roster spot number could change. What we do know is that there have been some players out there on the free agent market who had interest in the Miami Heat who could not sign with the Miami Heat or did not sign with the Miami Heat because the Dame Lillard thing is still up in the air. And then there are other players who are still sitting out there and there's been no movement really whatsoever in the free agent market at all over about the past three weeks. Uh, so it seems like the entire league is waiting to see what happens between Dame and the Heat. So we're going to go through a list here 
of players that the Heat might have had had this trade happened earlier, maybe how that could have affected them. And then the three players that we think are still out there for the Miami Heat, one of which we did a full podcast on already, and one of whom uh, you know very well. All right, so let's get to this. Uh, the, the name that, that struck me the most, Greg, of, of the ones who were out there but ultimately signed somewhere else uh, was Dennis Smith Jr. And, and the reason that that one uh, hits me the most is, A, uh, because he has a relationship with Bam, uh, B, the Heat seem to have a, a need at the point guard position at the moment uh, with just having Kyle Lowry and, and two-way guys on the roster. They might still have a need even if they get Dame, depending on whether Lowry's here and whether they sign another guy. And we know for sure, and we can report this, that Dennis Smith Jr. had strong interest in Miami. Um, and that also, we can report this, that Dame Lillard had strong interest in Dennis Smith Jr. joining him in Miami to the point that there were conversations there. So how would that have played out? And, and again, he did not wait. Um, he went somewhere else. I mean, was that a, a major loss in your view? Major loss? I don't know about that. I'll say that I like the idea of Dennis Smith Jr. as a young player getting in the Heat system now. Um, I think that it's informative to hear and to have confirmed, uh, which you already alluded to, that Dame reached out because that means Dame envisions himself somehow getting to Miami. So that's informative. I think this is more about that there's probably some names that Heat fans would like that could have came had the, had the timing been different, but players have to take guaranteed contracts, guaranteed roles. They have families, they have situations, they want to figure out where the hell they're going to live, et cetera. So like the longer that this played out, you have guys and that being one of them, because the point guard situation behind Dame in this theoretical world where he's a member of the heat. But even if you look at the team now, they, they could use a point guard anyway, um, I just think that a lot of this is dependent on certain guys wanting to be here. If it's going to be the contending scenario with Damian Lillard, Dennis Smith Jr. being one of the the big names, Derek Jones Jr., if we're going to stick mm -hmm. with the juniors, was another one that I thought could really have helped Miami in a lot of ways, particularly if they lose a lot of the 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 length switchy wings that they do have. But again, he's another guy that couldn't wait on the scenario any longer and I think ultimately chose uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, another name that that we know that the Heat had some interest in, they've had interest in him before. Uh, he ended up signing with Golden State, and then he looked pretty good uh, in the international play was Darius Saric. Uh, seems to be healthy, which is the big issue with him. As you look at these players, uh, Josh Christopher is another name we've talked about. Am I, am I missing a couple here, Greg? Who were some of the others that we discussed as possibilities? Tory Craig, I don't know how strong the interest was mutually there, but that was Nerlens Noel, another, I know. They expressed no. interest, but he chose another situation. And then, obviously, we've got the Ubre Wood Dragic scenarios. We'll get to. Yeah, those are the three that are still out there. I mean, of all of all of the names that have signed elsewhere, Alex, is there one who you think would have helped Miami the most? Uh, I excuse me. I agree with you that I think Dennis Smith was probably the most useful one, just from these guys that we're mentioning. All these guys, you know, have utility, have uses for sure, and a lot of them tend to be vets. Whereas Dennis Smith not only is twenty five years old. You know, he's going to be 26 in November, but still a lot younger than some of these other guys um, who signed. And not only that, like you mentioned, uh, you know, the fit at point guard. I just, they, they need another point guard. He's young. And I think, you know, the comeback story, all of the underdog stuff, it would have been a nice fit. 
what would have been an even better fit on top of the underdog stuff and the point guard stuff is the defensive side. I just think that's really where he kind of, uh, I think, made his way with the comeback story is the the effort and effectiveness that he showed on the defensive end. And just kind of looking up some quick stats here. Shout out dunksandthrees.com as usual. Um, he ranked in the 99th percentile last year and estimated uh, plus minus on the defensive end. And uh, it's I didn't know it was going to be like that. And, and you know, the rare times I did get to watch him last season, he, he's, he hounds people on that end. He really gets into you. He puts in a lot of effort. But, wow, I wasn't expecting the numbers to really – back it up to that degree like the defensive numbers for last season were outstanding and then you know you can look at the steal rate he's actually been really good at that in the 90th or higher percentile for years now and you know limited minutes he has gotten another thing that I didn't realize he was so um, effective at again in limited minutes over the past few years in his entire NBA career he's been in the 90th or higher percentile in assist percentage and that's not really I feel like something that was always talked about with him when he first got drafted it was about kind of the athleticism the explosiveness and like i said these past couple of years he's um made his name again on the de- on the defensive end but he's got some stuff to his game i really like the tenacity he plays with and i think it would have been probably the most useful out of all these guys we've mentioned here yeah i think the other one that jumps out to me is sarich uh just to have another shooter in the front court now if you're keeping jovic then i don't know that sarich would have gotten that much of an opportunity to play uh, we've seen him kind of get phased out of playoff rotations in the past. I know he played a lot against the Heat a few years ago with Philadelphia. I actually think he's a really good fit with Golden State uh, in their motion offense, uh, that he'll get reps there. And they're kind of pivoting to more veterans there with Chris Paul. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I think you look at, uh, you know, Torrey Craig's the name we've talked about before, kind of a 3 and D player. Um, you know, maybe, you know, again, depending on, how much Highsmith plays, others play, uh, you know, what his exact role would have been. So to me, it was Smith. But again, I think the biggest thing that comes out of this, and we've alluded to this before on off the floor and other places, is that, you know, Dame was actively recruiting player to Miami. Like that, that is what jumps out here. And and I I think that Dame probably was great friends with Bam. Right. Well, he's great friends with Bam and that goes back in Miami pro league and all that. But, but also, it shows that Dame is going to be an active participant in trying to put a roster together, depending on who's left. And, and I think that's a positive. And, and in addition to the fact that, that he knows uh, that eventually he's probably going to get to Miami. And so uh, he's trying to lay the groundwork there and he's trying to, you know, bring in a player who maybe covers up some of his own weaknesses, you know, as a backup point guard, you know, it, to, to be more of a defender to come off of the bench. Um, you know, I think the Heat have, have trusted their guys, to recruit in recent years. It goes all the way back, obviously, to Dwayne and LeBron. And, you know, they wanted Mike Miller. Um, you know, LeBron wanted Mike Miller. And, and so they went and got Mike Miller. And, of course, they went and got Kyle Lowry, and in large part because Jimmy wanted Kyle Lowry. So, I mean, for as much as we talk about the Heat, uh, you know, charting their own course, they will listen to their players. And actually, in the second part of this episode, we're going to get into the fact that they still may listen to their players. Um, in terms of the types of guys that they may want around them with a reconstructed team. So we're going to get into the three guys that are still out there that we think are strong possibilities for the Miami Heat. Before we do so, I want to mention a couple of sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Includes our friends over at Stones & More. You can find them at mosaics.com. That's with a Z. M-O-Z-A-I-C-S.com. Mosaics.com, a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. Dedicated customer service. They're wholesale distributors with the best quality of porcelain and ceramic tiles. 
along with a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern designs. So check them out at mosaics.com. That's 305-828-0940. That's 305-828-0940, mosaics.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so let's get to the three guys that are out there. And we've telegraphed this a lot. Uh, we did an episode, excuse me, on Christian Wood, uh, the forward who obviously is a high-level offensive player, but has struggled some defensively. We had... Uh, uh, a guest on to discuss uh, him in a recent episode, Kelly Oubre, who put up big numbers last year in kind of what was sort of almost like a whole season garbage time role uh, with Charlotte, where there wasn't a lot of other scoring there. He averaged 20 points on okay efficiency. Uh, never been known as a guy who completely commits possession after possession, game after game, um, but does put up numbers, has limited playoff experience. He was in two playoff series with Washington earlier in his career. And then, of course, the fan favorite, uh, Goran Dragic. Um, as far as I know, there has been no movement for any of these three guys with any other team over the past three or four weeks. So it does seem very much so. And Goran alluded to this himself, um, hasn't answered my text, but he did talk to a reporter about it, uh, that uh, he's waiting. I mean, it seems like he's waiting. Um, I don't think that in Goran's case, let's start with him. I don't think in Goran's case, there's a huge market there at this stage. Um, you know, he he went to Chicago. He went to Milwaukee. He played some in Chicago. He played very little in Milwaukee. 
Um, he told me when he was down with the Bulls last season that he thought he had about 15 to 20 minutes a night in him still for a couple of years, particularly if he's in the right place in the right system. This is the place he considers the right place in the right system. His kids still go to school here. He wants to be down here. And there's a vacancy there for another Heat culture guy with Udonis Haslam no longer in the picture. I, I guess as we talk about prioritizing these three guys, I feel like Wood could potentially help the most of the three of them, but I feel like if it came down to one and they don't have a third-string point guard that they trust, that they might go with Goran for the vibes. Uh, Greg, how do you feel I, about that? I understand that point of view. I think it's really hard for us to actually drill down this far because we don't know what how many players are leaving and what positions need to be filled, et cetera. So like there could all of a sudden be a huge hole elsewhere that we're not thinking of, but I mean, the other free agent point guards out there, DJ Augustine, I'm just looking at this quick list, George Hill, Kendrick Nunn, Ish Smith, John Wall and Goran. So like there, there's not many other players anyway, and the heat have a need at point guard. Although I do think that they probably see more in some of their young players than the fans are giving credit for. But I think that, he likely for the feels aspect would be the most uh, the most, I guess, sought after just from the perspective of he knows what role he's going to assume. There's not going to be any like question mark. Am I going to become a starter? Can I ascend to a starter? I feel like maybe Christian Wood would ask that question somewhere deep down mm -hmm. in his gut. Uh, there's a few other guys out there that I think are worth watching. They're like just super random names. Rodney Magruder is still out there. Just watch for him. If all of a sudden you needed a ton of wings, uh, another guy that I know Heat fans will squirm about is Bryn Forbes is available. Javante <laughs> Green has spent some time as a defender in Chicago. I would watch for his name, just generally speaking. Um, so those those are just a few other players that are out there. There's always the Rudy Gay experience if we want to go that right. route. But truthfully, I think you've nailed down the players. And this is the beauty of all of this. The Heat are not going to rely on any of the remaining free agents to get them to the promised land, we'll say. They can be supplemental players, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th type players. But I think they kind of have an idea of the, the trust 7-8 that they're going to ultimately land on. We may not know who those players are because they're in direct, you know, obviously um, – they're talking about what the deal will look like, but I, I don't think any of these guys really move the needle from a rotation perspective. Um, but I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel today. I, I think when you look at the point guard list, though, the one thing that would surprise me is if they brought in a point guard other than Goran. I, 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 so. yeah. I, I feel like if it's a point guard, it's going to be him. Like I understand Ish Smith has been a heat killer. Uh, Augustine may have a little bit left. Uh, Kendrick Nunn wants to return. I don't get the sense that the Heat are in for that experience. Um, so I, I feel like if it's a point guard, it's likely going to be him. And I think a lot of it has to do with him understanding kind of what the role is, which you, you touch on. Um, but I guess the question would be this. I mean, let's say they don't make the Dame trade because it, it feels like Wood and Ubre and Greg, you've mentioned this that Wood and Oubre are the type of players the Heat might, I think especially Oubre, the Heat probably wouldn't look at if it wasn't for the possibility of Dame coming. Um, is Goron the only one of the three that we're talking about here that potentially comes Regardless. if Dame doesn't yes. come? 
Yeah. Those guys are going to wait out and try to find a team that's going to spend more money. And I'm going to let Alex talk more now because I've talked too much. But, yeah, no, but I, I but personally I, I believe that Christian, Christian Wood and Kelly Oubre, they're only going to take the minimum if they can be highlighted on a team that's going to make a deep run like Miami and that's going to be you know, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of destination. Otherwise, they're going to squeeze out every dollar they can, even if it's a portion of someone else's exception money. Okay, so, so you don't think ahead, they, would, um, they would take the minimum if – the trade doesn't happen. That's what you're Correct. saying. You're right. Okay. okay. See, I think Goran would take the minimum if the trade doesn't happen. Yeah, so no, I, he, I, he's the side that I'm talking would. And right, right. Sorry. So, so what I'm saying is, Alex, do you think that it's worth? I, I mean, he'd have two roster spots left, and if they don't get Dame, they could literally call it a day. I mean, I don't even know if they spend the use the last roster spot. We've seen before that sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't have UD this time. But is it possible they just say, okay? Here, Goran, take a spot. Or Jamal Kane, we're gonna give you the, you know, the guarantee here for one of the roster spots, and and that's it. I, I guess the question is, do you see a chance of Goran coming if Dame doesn't come? For sure, and and I I agree with Leif. Like, and obviously he's he's the one. You guys are the ones with the information and you know the insider info, all that stuff. But it does feel like because of what you said before, there, it doesn't seem like there's a huge market for Goran at all. Like, I'm sure teams wouldn't mind having him as a better and minimum guy. You know, the by all accounts, he's he's a great guy, great in the locker room. Uh, you know, the 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 years that I got to the couple of years that I got to cover him, which were very, very limited because of everything that happened with COVID. You know, we didn't get to at least those first couple of years with Jimmy didn't get to interact with him too much. He seems like a really nice guy, all that. I'm sure the Heat would love him back. I'm sure he would love to be on the Heat, as he said before. Um, but again, I don't know what the market is out there for him. So I'm sure. Him ending up here and kind of finishing his career here is probably the best way to the, the best route for him at this point, especially because, you know, there is currently a hole at point guard. And mm-hmm. even if Dame doesn't end up here for whatever reason, I think there could be a small role for him, not one as a, you know, a staple in the rotation as a backup point guard. Although, you know, maybe maybe he looks great and, and, and comes out of training camp and he's the backup point guard. That would be pretty fun. It would be pretty fun. But look. In general, I just think he's the type of player at this point who, you know, a guy goes through injuries and he's going to come in for two weeks and play or something like that. He's going to be in there as, I just think, end of the rotation, end of the roster type of player who will sometimes play when guys are hurt. But that's about it. And and I think that's kind of, you know, at this point in kind of everybody's timelines, the Heat and Goron, it feels like this is the time for him to to end up back here because of the point guard stuff, because he's kind of, at the end of his career. And as you pointed out, the all, all the other vet point guards that are currently still out on the market, that's why I don't think he's going to really sign elsewhere because, you know, you can have your pick of the litter from all these vet point guards. Right. So if it was, if these opportunities were out there for him or others, I, I just, I don't really see that to be the case. I, I think Goran is, is kind of, he's the guy that you bring back, whether it's with Dame or not. Now, the Ubre and Wood stuff, I'm not sure about. I, I It seems like they would be fun to add just like on paper. But as we talked about another pause and other playbacks, I wonder how their roles would shake out, how much more they would want, uh, you know, especially with Ubre, Like you mentioned, Ethan, he just had so much last year, so much opportunity to get shots up, and he really likes to do that. And I also wanted to comment, by the way, that Leif uh, bringing up Javante Green, I really like mm-hmm. that point because I'm surprised that the Bulls didn't even bring him back. And he yeah. is such a heat fit when you talk about an undersized wing who plays defense, like 6'5", 220. That's a heat mm-hmm. forward right there. He can really yeah. develop. 
he could really defend. He's athletic. Uh, you know, I thought he was younger than he was. He's 30 years old, according to this website. But uh, that's kind of a, a a fun name there. But I don't know. None of these guys, like, like Leif said, I don't think they moved the needle for sure. But, you know, I'll take them. I'll take them on the rotation. I'll take them as, as extra guys that you can have on your roster. I think there's there's some interesting names here. I just want to caution people on Goran, though, because, um, you know, the, the one negative here is that there may be an expectation from Heat fans, uh, kind of like when they signed Mario Chalmers for a few days, yeah. that, that like, he's going to play a lot and he's going to be who he was. And I, I just want to bring up a couple of examples here, but I'm sure there are more than I'm missing. You know, not everybody is Dwayne Wade when they return. Uh, Eddie Jones came back made negligible contribution. Steve Smith came back. Nope. Nobody even remembers that except probably Leif and I. Um, and, and it's just, you're just not the same guy at that point. Now, now the, the one advantage here is that Dragic will be coming back, you know, with Bam, with Jimmy. Uh, he has pre-existing relationships with obviously that you know, has been, you know, supposed still there others and, and, you know, they would manage the situation properly. Um, there would be, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if he ends up becoming a, a victory cigar player, I don't know how he takes that. He's highly competitive about these things. Again, I think he understands his limitations at this stage, but you know, UD didn't really like the whole, you know, chanting for UD at the end of games to come in. He found it sort of embarrassing. I feel like a lot of that would happen with Goran, um, you know, coming back. And so I, you know, just to caution, this is not the, the reason there's no market for him right now is because he's not the same guy he was. And, some of it's age, um, and some of it is honestly what happened in the finals in 2020. I don't know that he ever really completely uh, – he tried to push through it, um, which I think everybody gave him great credit for, but I don't. you're not going to see that Goron again. You know, you might see it for a minute here, a couple minutes there, maybe on a road trip, maybe to rest the guy. Um, it also creates a little bit of a weird dynamic because it's funny. Heat fans never embrace his replacement, Kyle Lowry, the way that they embrace Goron, and now – you potentially could have that as your point guard rotation. I know they know each other. They played together before, uh, uh, but it's, it's an interesting, it's just, it's just an interesting thing. And plus I don't think he's getting the number back either. This trade has to get done, Ethan. Lowry and Dragic as the point guard rotation. What are we doing? In 2023. I mean, I'm just, I'm creating the 07 rockets. Basically you, did they have a third point guard too? They did. It was Goran Lowry and, I know was Rafer Austin there? Uh, it wasn't Rafer. I, yeah, I, I'll remember Luther it. Head? I'll remember it. It'll end up being something I'd put on off the floor. So anyway, look, I would love to have Goran back personally. Um, I know the fans would love to have Goran back, but just temper the expectations here. You know, guys are never exactly what you remember. And I, I really wonder, honestly, if he takes an offer from somewhere else, uh, even if one comes. I, I know he wants to be in Miami with his kids. Uh, so I don't think, like, if he was offered a contract by a a team like Charlotte, that's not in contention or is on the other side of the country, I don't think he's going. Honestly, no. I don't think he's going. I think he's more likely to end up in the Heat organization somewhere than he is, uh, you know, to be playing for, I don't know, Portland uh, or uh, you know, or I mean, just just to pick a name out of the hat. He'd rather Utah. sit next to Quinny. Right, ex- exactly. I mean, maybe something along those lines. So uh, we'll see if, if Jimmy gets his brate back. Anyway, thanks to Alex. Thanks to Greg. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Mosaics.com. Prize picks, use the code 5, and Better Edge, use the code 5RSN. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the 5 Regional Sports Network.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.